Welcome to Menu Stories, a podcast where we get to know the stories about the people and restaurants behind the food we love, starting with San Francisco. I'm your host, Rebecca Goberstein. On this episode of Menu Stories, we meet chefs Jonathan Sutton and Tony Ferrari behind Hillside Supper Club, Bernal Heights' newest neighborhood spot. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to hide this issue, and it's, it's really nothing to hide about. I mean, it's a serious issue that needs to be dealt with. It's happening everywhere, but I think, you know, more so in the West Coast and even on a smaller scale, San Francisco in general. It's a tough city, very expensive, and every year it's getting, you know, more and more regulations and more and more rules and permits. It's a very scary situation because five, ten years ago, we never thought that the industry would be in this situation ever. And I think it's not even just food industry, it's all small businesses. You know, we're very concerned as, as uh, business owners and as uh, employers even, you know, like we, small business creates so many jobs. We create what it means to live in the city. Let's have a listen. We are here at Hillside Supper Club with chef owners Tony Ferrari and Jonathan Sutton. So chefs, in your own words, can you describe what Hillside Supper Club is? Hillside Supper Club is a neighborhood restaurant. Um, we started two and a half years ago. Before that, we were a pop-up that we ran uh, for a couple of years. And um, before that, we were um, a neighborhood supper club in Bernal um, in a house um, with friends and family serving food. So now we're, you know, we're a neighborhood restaurant um, serving casual California fare, um, just like a neighbor, neighborhood gathering spot, you know, eat and drink. And a lot of a lot of places kind of call themselves a neighborhood gathering spot, but it seems like you guys are um, actually that because that's literally how you started. How did you begin with the, the pop-ups and kind of what, how did that transpire? Well, we kind of started in, um, in, in the homes of in people in Bernal, like Johnny was saying. We had like an old family friend that invited us over to his little Friday night uh, gatherings, and uh, we thought it was cool to bring some more chef friends in. So we would, on our days off, go to the market and grab like all kinds of seasonal produce and stuff that uh, we were inspired by, and we would bring it in with friends, and we would all do a course. So usually like three course, you know, an, um, an app, a main, and a dessert. And whoever we brought that night would have the course, and we'd always switch it up and stuff like that. And then um, after a couple of months, there was this place on 18th and Mission called The Corner that opened up for um, pop-up chefs. So every day would be a different chef, different concept, different food. And uh, we'd all got to get a little bit, little bit of space in the um, restaurant for our, our belongings. And um, so it was kind of like a, almost like a co-op, but every day was a different concept. So um, we took it over to 18th Mission every Monday night and uh, just took off, went really well. How did you guys get to San Francisco? Because I, I don't think you're from here, right? Uh, no, we're not from here. Um, we, I came out here on a um, James Beard grant to like work with producers to like learn all of the food that we use every day to learn where it comes from and how it's sourced. And um, you know, as chefs get busy today and day, day in day out um, game of the restaurant and we kind of forget where our product comes from and how it's raised and how it's harvested and how much work goes into it so I came out for that and uh, was just fell in love with the um, area and the, and, and the bay and San Francisco's dining scene and the chefs and the restaurants and um, then about a year later I got a call from Jonathan <clears throat> we always stayed in touch after school he was deciding whether to go to New York or San Francisco and I said man you gotta come to San Francisco it's incredible like it's a cool scene 
um, the product is amazing and uh, and uh, you know we can hang out again like we used to do in a day and become roommates or whatever you know and uh, exactly what happened so well I, I grew up on the west coast um, from Washington State originally um, so I've kind of been bouncing around on the east coast a little bit from Miami to Chicago Washington DC and you know, I was I was kind of feeling out like, do I want to spend a little more time here before I go back to the West Coast? And I just kind of some opportunities arise. Um, Michael Mina, who I was working for at the time, was reopening his flagship restaurant here, so that kind of got me excited. And I had a foot in the door. And yeah, Chef Tony, where so where are you from originally? Uh, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. So kind of. Um, Kind of similar to both of our backgrounds, we grew up with an Italian family and very old school traditions and um, always grew up with my grandmother's cooking and her garden and, you know, food was always a big part of our family and brought everyone together. But yeah, from Cincinnati, it's a, it's a, it's a fun city. It's growing a lot and um, it was traditionally always a really great food destination that kind of comes and goes, but um, right now it's exciting and it's kind of back in again, so yeah. Um, for me, you know, my family uh, had like a huge farm, um, growing everything organically, and we were raising animals, we had chickens in our backyard, so I just, I had like all this amazing product right there, and my mom was always cooking and preserving, and um, something like I just kind of grew up with at a young age, and as I got older, um, appreciated it more, and just like, you know, felt right at home in the kitchen, mm -hmm. working, and I guess like you know after high school and getting into culinary school it was like kind of like the a trial to see if it was something that was a good fit for me and then you know I just kind of fell more and more in love with it started working for different chefs and traveling traveling around and um, very like committed person wasn't gonna like back out just like it just felt right yeah I think for the both of us it just um, gave us you know a sense of place and kind of something to look forward to every day um, you know, a lot of people out there have jobs that they hate and um, dread going to every day. And mm -hmm. for us, that's not the case. You know, we, lo we love work and we love our life. We love what we do. Um, so, you know, the saying is when you love what you do every day, it's not really considered a job. And mm -hmm. it's very true. And it's when you find something you're really into. You know, it can't always be about the money. I mean, I, I get that you have to be comfortable and it has to make sense. But um, for something that you do every day that you love, the money will always come after that. So how did how did you guys come up with the name back to Hillside? Um, so you say so you guys were working on these pop-ups, and um, what made you actually decide to open up the restaurant and make it a permanent thing? So um, when we were, we were doing the neighborhood uh, supper clubs, mm -hmm. um, we had all this burnal support, you know, and all the neighbors were telling us like, look, you guys need to open a restaurant like this in our neighborhood so we can have somewhere just to walk to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of already had the supper club name, so we wanted to keep that um, kind of in the name. From the from the pop-up supper clubs? Yeah, from mm -hmm. the pop-up and the houses and um, being on the right on the side of the hill, Bernal Hill, just kind of made sense. Hillside Supper Club, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's going to be our name. Perfect. Yeah, we felt like it was kind of a cool name because it was also kind of fit with the theme, like, like, what are you going for dinner tonight? Oh, we're doing down the hillside. You know, it's kind of like this <laughs> cool, fun, secret thing. Yep. And, um, you know, for a supper club for us, we really feel like we're doing a good job of what it means to have a supper club. And it's a social gathering place, a place where you meet your family and friends and neighbors and 
uh, meet new people really you know mm-hmm. it's 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 so much more about about than just food it's, it's about meeting people and um, creating this fun atmosphere and uh, it's just like kind of like our house you know you just in our house and hanging out with us and we just happen to be cooking for you you know why is it different from just you know a, a regular restaurant that happens to be in, in Bernal Heights what about the way you've set it up makes it a real kind of supper club feel we we uh, get one-on-one with all of our guests we have become like very close friends with them we talk to all the tables we hang out with them um, a lot of them invite us to their homes and cook for us and um, I just don't always really see that happen every day so for mm-hmm. us it we're very very close to the neighborhood the neighborhood's close to us and um you know we're all about you know where are we from and we're, we're about giving back to the community and i think people see that you know what's been the most challenging thing about having opened your own restaurant uh, i think initially our one of our biggest challenges was uh finding enough funds to mm-hmm. actually open up and you know, we had this, you know, large budget in mind right at first, and we wanted all these things, and, you know, slowly it just, you know, us being young and not having any assets to take out loans on or anything, mm-hmm. like, we're like, okay, this is the amount of money that we're going to be able to get, and we're not going to be able to get as much as we initially wanted, but we're not going to let it stop us from how far we've already gotten. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we cut back on things, and... Um, everyone told us we should have six months of working capital. We definitely didn't have that when we first <laughs> opened the doors. A little scary. Um, we just like you know cut back on labor. Like didn't get all the equipment we wanted at first, and then over time we slowly started. Um, over the couple of years, we started doing everything that we wanted to do in the, the first year, mm-hmm. when we first opened, and we just made it happen. Um, what about um, you know there's. I'm hearing more and more chefs um, talk about a shortage of workers and um, kind of having a tough time keeping um, the staff because they just simply can't afford to live anywhere near the restaurant. Is that something you guys are seeing? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably our biggest challenge, you know, once we've opened up is, you know, finding people that really believe in what we're doing and want to back us up and be part of the team and over the couple of years, we, you know, have created an amazing team mm-hmm. that we have now, and, you know, we rely on them, and um, they, they do a great job, but, you know, still it's like a, a rotation of people that are in and out, and finding those people, are, it's very difficult, and it's a constant, ongoing battle, you know, like someone will leave, you know, one of our, you know, star guys will leave, and it's like, how do we replace them, you know, it takes so much time. Yeah. Um, what's been the most rewarding thing about what you've been able to accomplish so far? I think, like, when the restaurant is full of people and laughing and drinking and music is playing, you know, it's just, it's such a good feeling, you know, hearing them all enjoy themselves. And it's like, wow, look what we created. Like, yeah. we made this happen. And, you know, there's, there's no better feeling than that. Like, all the people eating the food that you created and, and the atmosphere. Yeah, I guess for us too is just that that feeling that no one can ever take from us. I mean, we we opened a restaurant at 24, 25 years old with barely any money, and um, you know we done it with so much support from our friends, family, and neighbors, and um, a lot of people did it with you know pro bono. They just wanted to see us be here. So I think we just now, after two and a half, three years, realized that we actually own this place. We're not just like runs anymore, you know. And um, so I think that's the most rewarding thing for us is like. 
you know, creating jobs and, and being able to take care of people and giving, you know, helping their families out, you know. Um, that's huge for us. I mean, to be able to create this system for other people to thrive from and give other people opportunity is incredible. You know, it feels awesome. So for us, that's, you know, that's where it all makes sense. Well, thank you both so much. Thank <laughs> so thanks for being there's no membership to this supper club, which fits perfectly with the family-oriented neighborhood of Bernal Heights in the far southeast corner of San Francisco. On the next episode of Menu Stories, we meet the woman who's passionate about bringing the flavors of the world together under one menu, Chef Trish Tracy of Myriad. Subscribe to Menu Stories on menustories.com so you can get the next episode delivered to your inbox. You can listen on our website, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Special thanks to Siska Silatonga, Menu Stories assistant editor and producer, and Patrick Wong, our videographer. I'm your host, Rebecca Goberstein, and until next time, happy eating. <laughs>